Hello, welcome to Why Not Me. In life, we face many trials and obstacles, many challenges, and in the thick of it, we can be tempted to think, why me? But every obstacle presents an opportunity and every trial can bring triumph. So I want to encourage you to adapt a mindset of, why not me? When, when in the middle of it, when things are tough, look around and think, why not me? It's, it's happening for a purpose. And then when success is at your doorstep and all you have to do is open it, you may find yourself hesitating, questioning, is this for me? Do I deserve this? And I wanna encourage you to adapt a mindset of why not me? Throw the door open wide, shout to the world, why not me? Embrace your success. I'm your coach, Todd Halls. I'm grateful to have you on this journey. Welcome to Why Not Me. Well, hello, hello. Welcome everybody to Why Not Me, turning trials into triumphs, seeking and embracing success. I'm your host, Coach Todd Halls, and I am so very grateful uh, to have you joining me today. Thank you for tuning in. I just really greatly appreciate it. So today, we are going to dive into um, a coaching framework uh, that I've developed, and, and not just a coaching framework, but um, a life framework. Um, and and I, I call this Your Bright Life. So in addition to, to the coaching that I do, executive coaching that I do, I'm an EOS implementer. Uh, EOS is, stands for the Entrepreneurial Operating System. And essentially, I work with companies to implement EOS, which is a framework to run a business on. And there's six components uh, in this framework. And uh, to the degree that the businesses strengthen these six components is, is the degree that they improve the, the health of their business. And it's in implementing EOS and thinking about the, the relationship between what we do for businesses and then, and then how that relates to life, uh, it occurred to me that uh, there's a lot of crossover. There's a lot of similarities. So let me tell you a quick story. Um, 2006, so we're gonna go back a few years. In 2006, um, if you if you were to look at me, I had a I had a business. I was making good money, a beautiful wife, nice house, nice property. Everything looked good. I should have been on top of the world, but I wasn't. <laughs> I was in a rut. Um, I don't know if, if I'd say I was miserable, but at times I was close. Uh, wasn't happy. Not as happy as I should have been given all that. So what what was it? What was missing? Had you asked me at the time, I couldn't have told you. I just knew that something was missing. There was a piece of the puzzle that just wasn't quite there. This, that particular theme um, has been coming up. I keep, I, I keep, it keeps repeating itself, not in my life, uh, but in the lives of people I interact with and people I'm coaching. Um, their, their family is good. Their career is good. They've got a, a decent home. Uh, life looks good. And yet, there's something missing. So as I thought about that and started building this out, um, it, it occurs to me to just recount what's gone on in my life over the past uh, 15 years, really. And it really is six key components in life. Now, this has been years in the making. This isn't something that I just flipped a switch and had these six things taken care of. In fact, I wasn't even consciously doing it. It's only now that I look back and have really pondered like what has changed that I was able to formulate this uh, and create a framework uh, to, uh, to teach others, to help you. And so let's, let's dive into what this looks like. The Six components of your bright life are this. If you can picture you in the center and, and right at the top, right above you is purpose. So what is your purpose? Why are you here? What does it matter? Now, this theme will, 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 will weave its way through all of the components, but, but let's start with purpose. And there's a, there's a 
tool that we use, and I've, I've called it the, the PVPA, the Purpose, Vision, Passion Accelerator. And it's nine questions, really, um, or, or nine parts that help you get crystal clear on this. But before we jump into that, the first part of purpose is values. And we'll come back to that in a little bit. So, so purpose at the top and values and the PVPA are the bullet points there. Next, um, if, you, if you think of this as a circle and we're going clockwise, so if purpose is at 12 o'clock and we move over to about uh, one, two o'clock is family, key relationships. And this is so important to make sure that we that our key relationships are healthy and that we are serving those key relationships because that's that creates reciprocity. So under family, there's a couple things. Um, the first is love languages and, and dedicated time. Continue around the circle clockwise at about the between four and five o'clock. It's health. Your health is so important. And depending on where you're at in, in, in life, um, we put we, we put different value on health. So um, when I was 25, I really didn't think about my health that much. Uh, in fact, uh, if, if you were to look at me, you'd think, man, he doesn't think of his health at all. I was smoking a couple packs of cigarettes a day uh, and, and living life hard and fast and having a lot of fun. Um, fast forward, um, you know, in, as I mentioned in 2006, I had, I had all these things going on. Well, in 2007, I got sick. Um, I experienced transverse myelitis and that has uh, left permanent nerve damage. Uh, but the transition that, so now health is, is top of mind. It also happened to be that, that event, that life event that caused me to just take a step back to pump the brakes and say, Hey, what, what are you doing here? What's, what's the point in all this? And that, that was the start of, of this journey of discovery that I mentioned over the last 15 years that has led to where we're at today and talking about your bright life. So health, two things, movement, and then um, nourishment. What, what are we feeding ourselves? I'm going to jump back over. So we were at, on the clock and we were between four and five o'clock. I'm going to go back up to the top. We're at 12 o'clock in purpose and going counterclockwise now. If we bounce over to the between 10, 11 o'clock, it's faith. Um, faith has been an integral part of my journey. Um, I hope it is for yours, for, for your journey as well. There, there are two points under faith. Um, one is uh, devotional time, prayer time, um, and the second is get plugged in, and we'll come back to that. Continuing counterclockwise, if we get to um, about seven, eight o'clock, it's career, it's vocation. What do you do um, for work? At a couple points under career, are you on the right bus? So are you in the, so in other words, do you have the right job? Are you in the right career, the right industry and with the right company? And then secondly, are you in the right seat on that bus? Uh, are, are you where you belong and working in your strengths? And then finally, uh, the sixth component at the six o'clock mark is habits. What are the things you're doing on a daily basis, on a weekly basis? What are your habits that bring this all together? It, it, with, without the habits, it's going to be really hard to fulfill the purpose. So the habits are what, are what makes it all happen. So from the top, we've got purpose, family, health, faith, career, habits. To the degree you strengthen each of those components is the degree at which you will shine brighter. The degree which you will find fulfillment and happiness in life. And that's the model of your bright life. So let's dive back. Let's dive in a little deeper to each one of these. Let's go back up to purpose. And I mentioned um, the two bullet points. There, there's values. And it's critical, critical, critical that you articulate your values. What are they? 
Your values determine who you are, what's important to you, how you spend your time, who you spend your time with. So for me, my my values are faith, family, fitness and health, and continual self-improvement and professional development. Those four things. And if you look at how I spend my time, how I spend my days, my weeks, um, almost everything I do is related to one of those. I share that because I'm, I'm in integrity. I'm living an integrated life with my values. Get this one thing, get this one thing, and, and watch what starts to happen for you. So that's values. And there are a host of resources to, to help you determine this. Um, here's, here's what I found uh, for me is I just went online and I did a search of personal values um, or, or, or life values. And I printed out a couple different lists and then um, went through and highlighted. I mean, there, there were several hundred um, uh, phrases and words. And so I went through and highlighted the ones that were that that resonated with me. And then I went back through and I looked at all the synonymous words, all the words that had similar or same meaning. And I combined them and slowly reduced the list and reduced the list and reduced the list. And then I thought about, okay, what is most important to me? Like the list got, you know, you get down so far, you have about 10 items on there. And then you need to just decide, okay, what, what are the top three? What are the top five? How am I um, wanting to spend my days? And you have a pretty good shot at what your values are. And then um, kind of try them on. Um, talk to people around you. It's okay to get some outside opinions of people that, that are positive and, and, and that you know care about you. Um, but through that, through that exercise that process, you'll get settled on some values. All right. The other thing I mentioned was the PVPA, the Purpose, Vision, Passion Accelerator. Now on this, there are, as I mentioned, nine, um, nine sections that we de- dive into. And the, the first um, is your value. So you'll have that one covered. You'll put that on there. The second, though, is your purpose. Why are you here? What is your purpose? And there are a couple things you can do to, to help you with this. Um, do a a a SWOT analysis, a personal SWOT analysis. So what are your strengths, your weaknesses? Um, what opportunities or options are ahead of you? And then the T for this one is I use I, um, tethers. Uh, if you're using it for business, it's the T is threats typically, but I call this uh, for personal, your SWOT analysis, this is your tethers. What may be holding you back? Or what are you holding on to that you need to let go of? And this is another area uh, when you're doing your SWOT, it's okay. Uh, even recommend it to to grab the opinions of uh, two or three of your closest uh, family members, friends, confidants. So SWOT analysis, and then just spend some some time uh, without distraction, um, thinking about your purpose, your why. Why were you created? What are you What are you here on earth to do? A couple of books that have really helped me out with this are Andy Stanley's. Um, Visioneering and Rick Warren's The Purpose Driven Life. Strongly recommend both of those. And then the second thing is you can do uh, do a giftedness assessment. Uh, maybe you'll do a Strengths Finder, um, Myers Briggs, uh, a DISC, etc. Those will also be great tools and resources to to help you out with this. Uh, so the purpose is why you're here. And then the next thing. The, the third thing on the PVPA is vision. What's the, your long-term vision? Where do you see yourself being at the end of life? Or heck, even 10 years from now, where do you see yourself? So uh, the, the way I like to think about vision is if, if your purpose is your why, your vision is your how. Like how are you going to fulfill your purpose? How are you going to live out why you're here, right? So, so spend some time thinking about um, what your vision is for your life. 
Um, there's an exercise in um, Stephen Covey's uh, Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, and he talks about um, imagining your funeral, essentially your very own funeral. And he goes way deep into this, you know, like you're imagining the sights and the sounds and the people that are there. And you realize it's your funeral and people are about to get up and start talking about you, um, your best friend, um, your uh, your coworker that's worked with you the longest, um, one of your children. And here's the thing. What are they going to say about you? What do you want to be said at your funeral? What's your vision? Okay. The next section on the PVPA is the passion section. What gets you jacked up? What gets you excited? What are you passionate about? Now, this could be related to career. This could be related to faith. Could be related to something avocational, not career related, but someplace you want to volunteer and spend time. What are you passionate about? It's important to call this out. Okay, the next section on this is your mission. So if vision is the long-term, where you see yourself going long-term, this section, the mission, Let's bring it down a little bit closer. Where do you intend to be in the next two to three years? What do you need to do in the next three years in this season of life to move you towards fulfilling the vision? As you think about that, as you think about your your mission, um, start to imagine when, when you've accomplished the mission, let's just say three years from now, what does it look like? Where are you? Where are you living? Um, where are your children, if you have them? What's your relationship like with your with your spouse or significant other? Um, what's your career like in three years? Where are you at? Call it out, and then um, from there, you need to think about okay, if that's my mission, the next section then is the one year plan. So what, what, what's mission critical in the next year? And essentially, we're just, we're just taking this, this mission that we, we've called out, this mission that we're on, and we're dialing it back a little bit closer. So instead of looking out two or three years, we're now looking at just year ahead. What has to happen in the next year to move you in the, in the right direction at the right speed in order to achieve the objectives of the mission. Now, when you do this one, when you lay out your one-year plan, um, again, imagine at the end of one year, what does it look like? What do you see? Where where are you at in your career? Where are you at in your significant relationships? What do things look like with your with your significant other? What do things look like with your kids or with your siblings? What's that one-year plan? And set some goals. Set set five goals. Maybe it's only three goals. Maybe it's five for sure, no more than seven. But set some goals for the coming year that are going to move you in the direction you need to move, at the rate you need to move to accomplish your mission. I, and once you've got that, now we're ready to move on to the next section. And these are the immediate objectives. What has to happen in the next 90 days to fulfill the one-year plan? 90 days. We, do, I use, we use 90 days for this. Um, because, well, it's been proven out scientifically. That's, a, that's about as long as we humans can really focus on something. And then we tend to come unravel. And now I'm going to interject my own into it. Um, if you think about just the rhythm of our seasons, right? We, we've got we've got a 12-month year. We've got typically four seasons to the year, about 90 days per season. As you as you watch um, what happens in in businesses, they do quarterly uh, uh, earnings, quarterly projections. Um, 
there's a book out called the 12 week year again a quarter at a time where, where um, he uh, the, the author uh, basically lays out how to get more done in 12 weeks than most people do in a year uh, again and again this theme comes up so um, I found it true in my own life pick 90 day objectives 90 day goals 90 day rocks if you will the most important things for you to focus on in the next 90 days to achieve your one-year plan. Two or three is all you need here. Two or three of the most important things. And they can be related or or part of your one-year goals. But what has to happen in the 90 days to make sure that you are achieving the one-year goals? Get laser focused on those. Once you've got those established, write them smart, so specific, measurable, attainable, relevant, and time-bound. We've got the time-bound. You're going to be 90 days out from when you set them. Write them smart. Once you've got two or three smart goals or smart rocks written down, then the last section on this is the grow section. And this is just taking a look at those goals, the, the, the ones we just wrote down. Um, I've, I've mentioned their rocks. I'm, I've, I'm also calling them grow, goals. I'm going to call them goals now. So using the grow acronym, we're going to take a look at these, at the goals we just set for 90 days. The G is what are those goals? You've got two or three. The R. What's the reality? In, as it relates to those goals, what is the reality right now? And be brutally honest here. If you're setting, if you're setting some health goals, or m- maybe your goal is to run a marathon, okay? And the reality is that you haven't run in 20 years. Uh, you've got a hip that's been bothering you, and you have got uh, some issues with, with a knee or an ankle. Okay, that's a pretty harsh reality if your goal is to run a marathon. Maybe we need to adjust our goal. So by, by being brutally honest in the reality, it, it just is a way of double-checking these goals, making sure they are where they need to be. Second is what are the O, so G is goals, R is reality, O, options or obstacles. So almost always with a goal, there's, there's more than one way to get to it. There's more than one way to set it up. So what are the options? But then also, what are the obstacles? What do you see in front of you that's a potential roadblock, barricade, obstacle, speed bump, call it what you will, call those out now. And that way, when something does pop up 45 days from now, 62 days from now, we're not blindsided by it. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, I kind of suspected this might happen. And you're prepared mentally to deal with it, to move past it. And achieve that 90-day goal. And then the final thing, the, the W of grow, is your will. How willing are you to just charge full steam ahead and accomplish this goal? You have to have the will. You have to commit to having and maintaining the will to achieve the goal. And that's the grow. That's the, that's the grow acronym. That, that's just going to set you up for achieving these 90-day goals. Which is going to set you up for completing the one-year plan, which is going to set you up for being exactly where you want to be in two to three years, which is going to able, enable you to complete the mission that you're on or the missions that you're on right now, which is going to set you up to fulfill the vision that you have long-term. And that is how the PVPA works. Okay, so that's that's just the purpose component of your bright life. Next is the family component. And the family component, I mentioned two things. Um, the first was five love languages. These key relationships in your life, it's the, the, the five love languages, knowing the love language of the people closest to you is invaluable. Uh, so there's a book by the same name. The five love languages, strongly suggest reading that. Also, there are assessments available to you, a quiz, if you will. If you go simply go to www.5lovelanguages.com, and from there you can determine what test you need, what quiz 
you should be taking. There's uh, the the called the spouse or significant other quiz. Uh, there's a quiz for teens, a quiz for children. Here's the thing. When you know, I'm going to use spouse. When you know your spouse's primary love language, you know what you can do to serve them best. You know if, if it's words of affirmation that you need to give them the words of affirmation. If their love language, if their top love language is physical touch, you know that you should be holding their hand. When Nina and I did this, it was amazing what happened in our relationship. Can't recommend it enough. Here's the other thing. Have, you need to take the quiz as well and share your love language with the people in your life. Let them know what love language resonates with you. Let them know what they can do to make you feel loved. It becomes reciprocal. Second part of this is dedicated time. You have to set aside dedicated time with your most important relationships. And yes, that means get a calendar out and write it in. If it's a digital calendar, make the appointment. And I've heard it said, oh, but Todd, I don't like setting an appointment for date night or for a date with my wife. It just it doesn't sound very romantic. It's not very spontaneous. Hey, guess what? Not having a date is not very spontaneous. Not spending time with your significant other is not very romantic. What gets scheduled gets done. Schedule dedicated time with your spouse, with your significant other, with your best friend, with your children, with your parents, who, whoever it is, get it on the calendar and then honor those appointments. Health is next. First is movement. We were gifted, each of us were gifted with this incredible thing called the human body. It's amazing what we can do, but we have to move it. We have to use it. That's how we keep it optimized. So movement, what does it look like? Well, at the very least, at the very least, it looks like 20 to 30 minutes per day of dedicated movement, five to seven days a week. Um, if, if your dedicated movement is walking, I think walk seven days a week. If your dedicated movement is CrossFit uh, or a high, intent, high intensity exercise, uh, depending on where you're at and how well you recover, et cetera, et cetera, I can go deep on this. I'm not going to. Maybe you do that four days a week, three days a week. And then on the other days, you do walking or something less intense. But five to seven days a week at least 20 minutes of movement, dedicated movement. Um, and when I say walking, I mean walk. I don't mean go for a stroll. I mean walk with intention, like, like you're doing it for exercise. Now, I mentioned walking. I mentioned CrossFit. For you, it may be, it may be a yoga class. It could be a spin class. Um, maybe it's a dance class. There are so many resources available to you both online and in person um, pick one that gets you jazzed and go with it that's it here's one thing i have found though try and find a group that you can get plugged in, that you can get plugged into okay so whether that's um well that's crossfit community whether that is um orange theory um whether that's a group spin class um find your tribe Get plugged in, spend time with them. Uh, a, it's more fun. B, gives you a chance to be in community with other people. And C, makes it a lot easier. Based on, because of the first two things, because of A and B, C makes it much, much easier and much, much more likely that you're going to be able to commit and stick to this habit of moving and movement. So get, get plugged in somewhere. Second part of this, I mentioned nutrition. 
What are we feeding ourselves? Now, this isn't just food. This isn't just for the physical body. This is also for the mind. Okay, so when we think about health, we have to think about our mental health as well. So what what are we feeding ourselves? What are we allowing in? And really, um, whether we're talking about food um, or um, or media, so whether we're talking about physical food or mental food, the the general rules stay the same. Fill up on good, nutritious, wholesome things. Limit or avoid junk. Limit or avoid junk. So we're going to avoid fast food. Um, when we go to the grocery store, buy products that expire. Stay away from the chip aisle. Stay away from the cracker aisle. Stick to the whole foods. Fresh vegetables, some fruit, nuts and seeds, protein, meat, chicken, turkey, fish. On, on the mental side, and it's mental, and it, yeah, on the mental side, good stuff. Find find good books. Um, I'm 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 a Maxwell uh, t- John Maxwell team member. I'm a big Maxwell fan. Uh, I, pretty much anything written by Maxwell, I can recommend. Um, but he's not the only one. I mentioned uh, Andy Stanley. Uh, he's got some good stuff. Uh, Rick Warren, The Purpose Driven Life. Um, maybe you want to read some, um, Anthony Robbins stuff. Um, there's a, you just have to find some positive reading material that you can digest and enjoy. So that's the reading side of it. Second media, um, limit again, it's about limiting. I'm not saying don't go on social media. I'm not saying never go to Facebook, but limit what your exposure is. Curate your friends list. If you've got, a, if you've got somebody on your friends list that every time you see their posts or every other time or every third time, you get a little bit tense um, because, of, because of a political stance, because of, of something they, they say or share. Pay attention to that. Pay attention to that because you may need to just block their posts. You may need to um, you may need to delete them as a friend on social media. Be careful what you're letting in. Uh, news cycles. So we now live we, we live in a time when we can get the news 24 hours a day, seven days a week. It's everywhere. It's on the phones. It's in our homes. It's on our computers. Limit your exposure. If you if you if you feel you must watch the news, um, pick 30 minutes a day. Uh, try and find a as neutral a news source as you can and stick with that. Hit the highlights and get out. Don't spend a lot of time on it. Uh, some good places to go. Find a find a few podcasts you like. Uh, there's, there's there's a world of information out there and and great stuff. Great people doing great things on podcasts. Um, so I strongly recommend podcasts. Audiobooks are another one for entertainment. Uh, find movies. Uh, I like. Faith-based, faith-based movies, but there, there are a lot of great feel-good movies out there that aren't full of garbage. Let that stuff in. Feed yourself the good stuff. Limit. Limit the junk. So that's health, movement, and, what we're feed, and feeding. All right. Career. Career, career. Are you on the right bus and are you in the right seat? So right bus, um, are, are you in a field that you like? Do you, do you enjoy what you do? Is it a natural fit? Do you have a giftedness for it? Now, when if you go back to the PVPA, the Purpose Vision Passion Accelerator, there's going to be some clues there. There's going to be some, some hints on whether or not you're in the industry you should be in. Think about, yeah, j- just kind of, Go back over your PVPA, think about your current industry, your current company, and, and just sit with it a little bit. Um, so as you think about your company, think about your values. Think about the company values. Are they a match? If you're not sure what your company's values are, that alone may be an indicator. 
That alone might be an indicator. Ask somebody, hey, what are the company values around here? Do we have them written? Can I see them? See if they're a match with your personal values, with what's important to you. Decide. Let's just say let's say they've got five company values called out. Decide what your limit is. In other words, how many need to be a match for you to know it's a good fit. Can does it have to be five out of five? Do all five company values have to resonate and be important to you? Or could you live with four out of five? Three out of five? Yeah. I don't know. That's that's something you're going to have to determine. But the 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 beginning, the first filter I would say for for the company or, or that you're working with is the values. Is it is it a good fit? If your values don't line up, man, it's gonna it's gonna drain you. It's gonna be tough. So start there. The next thing, um, once once we've decided that okay, I, I've this is the company I like. The values are a match. If if you match their values, here's the thing. Odds are most of the people in the organization also match the values. They're going to be your people. That's why it's important to know that we've got a values match. One of the reasons. Okay, so now we've got a company we like. Um, we we're in the career industry that 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 we think we're supposed to be in. That's that's a that's a match. Um, the people around us um, also share the same values. Uh, so we're pretty good right there. We, we're on the right bus. Once you've established you're on the right bus, are you in the right seat? Do you enjoy what you do at work? So for me, if I, if I, were, to, if I were in a job where I reported to an office and sat down in a, in a cubicle and looked at data, for instance, all day long and analyzed data, it would drain me. I would not last long there. It'd be, and if, if I did, if I felt like, oh, I need the job, I have to stay here, it would uh, it'd be very, very hard. And, and it, it, would, it would have negative implications in, in all areas of my life. Now, if you are a data person and you think, man, Todd, that seems weird, then good for you. You know what? Go for it. I applaud you. When you are so needed for me, I'd rather, I'd, I want to be out in, in, in public. I want to go to networking events. I want to meet people. I want to, uh, yeah, that, that's my jam. I know there's a lot of people that's not their jam. They don't want to be meeting a bunch of new people day in and day out. It's okay. We're all, we are all different for a reason. So whatever your jam is, Stick to it, but know what it is. So there's another part to this one. Um, there's an assessment. It's, it's a fairly new assessment. Uh, the table group has developed it, Patrick Lincioni, and it's called Your Working Genius. And they they determined that we there's really six working geniuses, and um, all of us have one or two top areas, our, our, our working genius. These are the places where we need to be um, spending our time. We all have two that are our working competencies. These are areas of the six where we can spend some time there and we'll, we'll be okay. And then we've all got two that we should not be involved with. Uh, the, the, they just don't do it for us. So for me, my working geniuses are, um, I have the genius of galvanizer and the genius of enabler. Well, here's what that means. The galvanizer is the person that can rally people to an idea or a cause. Like, can 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 get people behind the the effort. Um, that's the galvanizer, the enabler, the the, the working genius of enablement. Um, it's not sometimes we think of enabler as a negative connotation, but in this sense, it's very positive. So the enabler is the person that wants to help. I want to help everybody. If you if you got a goal or something you want to achieve, um, I'm the guy that's going to say, "How can I help?" Let me get involved. Let's move it forward. I'm here to help. I'm here to help. I'm here to help. So those are, those are my working geniuses. If you go to www.workinggenius.com, there is an assessment there. Um, I think it's like 50 bucks to take the assessment, and it will uh, tell you what your working genius is. So 
I, I shared with you my two geniuses. One of one of my working incompetencies where I don't belong is the the genius of tenacity. And this is the the, the the people that are gifted with this like to see things finished. Like like when when the package is wrapped and the bow is tied, and and it's placed under the tree, they get excited about it because it's done. Finishing is 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 a is a gift to them and uplifting. That's not me. Um, I, I, it's just not. And in fact, if, if I were the guy, say for instance, uh, in construction, uh, I, I used to work construction. If I were the guy that had to come in and, and do the punch list, I would find it so hard and so tedious. It just is not me. Now I've got a friend who is all about the punch list. He loves wrapping things up and finishing that project. And his, he's got the gift of tenacity. So I strongly recommend um, you go take a look at that. And even if even if you think, well, man, I work alone, I don't I don't need to take this assessment. Uh, I strongly recommend it. And here's why. Um, Nina, I took it and Nina, my wife, took it. And it turns out she has one of one of her working geniuses is the gift of discernment. And the discerner, the people with discernment just want to know why. Right? They, they, they want to ask questions and kind of figure out the, the workings of everything. It's discernment. So for we we just discovered this in, in the last few months. But think about this: for twenty some years, I come up with an idea and I'm all excited about it. Like, hey, I, what do you, I think this and this and this. And Nina starts asking questions. And and every every time it would leave me feeling defeated. Like my everything I bring up, my wife questions it. Why does she do that to me? It's not a negative thing. She's a discerner. She just wants to understand. So she asks questions. I've been taking it wrong. And yeah, I, I know that reflects probably, I mean, okay, I'm a little sensitive when it comes to how Nina, uh, what Nina thinks of me and how she treats me. I admit it. Um, take the test. Have your spouse take the test. Um, see what your working geniuses are. If nothing else, it's just a super fun exercise. www.workinggenius.com. And that is the career. And next is the faith component. Uh, two things on the faith component. Number one is um, devotional time. You have to make time for your faith. Now, I'm, I follow Jesus. And uh, I have time every morning set aside uh, to spend in the word, to spend um, doing a devotional. And, and to spend in prayer. And then I try to remember to pray throughout the day. In addition to that, most Sundays, most Sundays, if I'm home, you'll find me at the Upper Room Church. Dedicated time for my faith. Now, you may say, well, Todd, I'm, uh, you know, I don't follow Jesus. I'm, I'm a spiritual person, um, but I, you know, uh, I, I believe in the power of the universe. And that's a, we could go down that hole. Here's what I would tell you. Where, wherever it is that, that you get recharged, get some dedicated time. If, if it's nature, get out in nature. But dedicate time every single day. I'm going to go back to calling it the faith component. My experience has been when you spend some dedicated time with Jesus, with the Creator, with God, with the Holy Spirit. It changes your life. It's changed mine. And everybody I talk to that has made this a practice, it has changed theirs as well. So dedicated time. Before I move away from this, I'm gonna share a story. So, um, boy, this has been a few years ago. Um, I had joined CBMC, Christian Businessmen's Connection. Um, that was a, that was a huge part of of my faith journey and getting me um, where I'm at now with with my faith and my relationship with the Lord. And I remember um, my friend, mentor um, Alan. He he was visiting. He and he said, "Say so. Now, how how are you doing on your quiet time? How are you doing in your prayer time?" And I said, "Oh, you know, not not so good, man. I'm I'm trying." Um, but I can just never find 20 minutes. I can't find 20 minutes just to, to block that time off um, and, and spend time in devotion and prayer. And he said, and he said, hmm, what about five minutes? Could you find five minutes? 
<laughs> and it was it kind of it was kind of a slap in the face. Like I sat up, I was like, well, surely, surely I can find five find five minutes a day. And that was the beginning. So I it turns out I could find five minutes a day. Five minutes to spend in prayer devotional. And and but that was enough. That was the seed that was planted. And now I'm able to make it a daily practice uh, every morning to get up. And, and um, you know, typically it's it's 30 minutes or more uh, first thing in the morning, my quiet time. And as I mentioned, then it's 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 prayer throughout the day and communicating with God. Um, so dedicated time. It's uh, I, yeah, it's so important. So I hope I hope you plug into that and get into that. Um, speaking of getting plugged in. That's the second part under faith. Get plugged in. Find a small group. Find a church that has small groups. Um, it, look for CBMC in your area, Christian Businessmen's Connection. Um, if you're if you're a man in the marketplace, um, and if you buy groceries, you're in the marketplace. Just so you know, um, the CBMC has several offerings. I, I mentioned that I'm a big fan. Um, I've been part of that organization since 2013, and um, Nina just uh, just last week again, and I've heard this from her several times. She said, "I'm so thankful for CBMC and the difference it's made uh, in 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 our life, the difference it made in your life as as a husband, as a dad, as a believer." So, so that's my plug for CBMC. But get get plugged in someplace. Um, the church we were part of in um, uh, we lived in Minnesota, Timberwood. Uh, amazing small group community so we we got plugged into a small group right away and what an amazing opportunity to do life with just some incredible individuals and some really i mean tremendous friendships developed and forged out of that so it, and bible studies are great if you if you want to get into a bible study get into a bible study but i strongly recommend if you can find uh, a church that has small groups or something like a cbmc um, where Yes, there's yes, you're 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 doing some sort of devotional time, but you're, there's also just fellowship. There's fellowship and fun, and and a chance to do life together. Uh, so important. So get plugged in. Um, get a church you can go to. Get some sort of small group. Get after it. Um, and those are the two points on the faith. And now, now we've covered the purpose. We've covered family, health, career, faith. The, the last thing is habits, right? How do, how do we bring all this together? Well, um, we need to put into place daily, weekly habits, whatever they are, but habits, things we habitually do, things we do on a regular basis. Now, I say habits. Some of these things um, you know, may, may be rituals. Maybe that's a better way to think of it. Um, but um, but I'm going to stick with habits for for this conversation, and there really there are a couple things to do under habits. Number one is do a schedule audit. So what that looks like is, or a calendar audit is, print out um, a basically print out a calendar, um, a daily calendar that has the hour. So say you get up and get started at 6 a.m. Um, and you wrap up at 6 p.m. Print out those 12 hours, six to six, right, in half hour or even 15-minute increments. And then and then print out about 14 of those sheets and carry them around for seven to 14 days. And just quickly make a note every, every 15 minutes or every half hour what you're doing. Track everything. I'm not asking you to change anything at this point. I'm asking you to track everything. Once you do that, I promise you there's going to be some ahas like, oh, now that, I, now that I've looked at this a week, I spent a lot of time doing this. Is it the best use of your time? Only you can determine that. But do a calendar audit. And then the second thing is time blocking. So I've talked about several things that take dedicated time. Your family time. Your health time. Your movement time. Uh your faith time in all three of those areas. I said, you have to schedule, you have to make dedicated time for this. So block that time on your calendar. Back to the health nutrition time. You may need to block three hours a week for grocery shopping and food prep, but block it. 
and and honor that time. Date night. You know what? Maybe it's breakfast with your son. Schedule the breakfast. Saturday morning, 8 to 9, breakfast with son, VIP appointment. Don't let anything get in the way of that. Schedule audit, time blocking. And that's habits. And that's the sixth component to your brighter life. I hope this has served you in some way. I can promise this. If you are intentional about this and you go to work and you start to strengthen these six components, it will be transformational. Not only will you start to see a difference in the way you feel, in in your fulfillment, in your happiness, but the people around you are going to notice. And they're going to start telling you. So I invite you to do this. Listen to this again. Make some notes. Jot it down. Get started. If there's anything, anything at all I can do to serve you in this, to help you with this, please reach out. I am here to serve. As I mentioned, this is a framework for for coaching that I do. I truly wish you your bright life. Thanks so much for tuning in. This has been awesome. So this is my first podcast as a monologue without a guest. Um, Thank you for sticking with me through the whole thing. I hope to see you back here. I guess I won't see you. I hope you tune in next time. I look forward to it. Whatever it is you're thinking of, whatever you're dreaming of, whatever opportunities you'd like to seize, whatever obstacles you want to overcome, whatever that vision is for your life, whatever that mission is you're on right now, remember this. You can. Until next time, everybody. Peace. Well, thank you so much for listening. For even more on turning trials into triumphs and seeking and embracing success, go to toddhalls.life. That's toddhalls.life. And I look forward to serving you. Until next time, be strong, be bold, be humble, stay healthy, stay hopeful. Peace to you.